0: The links and locks podcast. Podcast. podcast better than most, better than most, <laughs> better than most. Winner, winner, chicken <laughs> <or> dinner. <laughs> Four. You got real talent. Don't concentrate on golf. What's up everybody and welcome to the links and locks podcast. I'm Jason Sobel from golf that he's been Everall from the PGA tour and we are going to get into our favorite bets for this week's Farmers Insurance Open. Remember, get those bets in early. Starts on Wednesday at Torrey Pines, ends on Saturday, gets out of the way for, I guess, the NFL has been having some good playoff games. I don't know, something like that. I was busy watching Hudson Swafford at the Amex this past weekend. Benny, you're straight off the golf course at Riviera. Tough day for you, huh?
1: Yeah, brutal, mate. Obviously, thanks for having me on again, as always. I'm excited to get the listeners some nuggets that we always get going, but, uh, Riviera, what can I say? Media Day for the Genesis Invitational. Checking out the situation. It is in mid-form. It's going to be brilliant when we get there in a, in a couple of weeks' time, as always. One
0: of my absolute favorite courses on the schedule. I'm not jealous at all. I had Root Canal today. You played Riviera. No, I'm, <laughs> that, that's, that works out perfectly. Comparable,
1: mate. Comparable. Yeah,
0: I'm doing great over here. All right, let's get to it. The front nine, you've got the honors off the first tee. The bet is yours.
1: Look, I'm going to start with something that will shock you, And an Aussie.
0: Oh, and I'm going to
1: look at my man, he was okay last week. He managed to scrape into the cut. But Jason Day, who I saw that was tipping into a few people, might be building to something. Two-time winner at the Farmers. Mm-hmm. Loves the joint. I'm going to go top 20, Jason Day. Ooh. Top 20, Jason Day. I think you can see it about 330 or plus 330 out there and around the place. I think as I said he's building to something it's a place he's super comfortable at you know the obvious two time when it missed the US Open there because he dropped that far in the world rankings something to prove something to prove I think the man you know makes a move this week I wrote up Day in my preview this
0: week. I have him for a top 40. I'm ready to dip a toe in the water. I'm not ready to belly flop in there yet. Uh, I don't mind Jason Day at all. If we told you five or six years ago, hey, Jason Day, plus money for a top 20, top 30, top 40, you'd go down. Come on. Torrey Pines? Yeah, it's really out there. All right. Uh, Hole number two, I'm going to start with my favorite outright on the board this week. And no, it's not John Rom. I think that you have to essentially ask yourself, Rom or no ROM this week. I'll have him in DFS. I like him for one-and-done pools, but in the betting markets, plus 650 as we're talking right now, I'm not going after it, but I'm not going that far down the board. Xander Shoffley figured something out about playing in his hometown last year. His first five starts at the Farmers Insurance Open, four missed cuts. Last year, though, a share of runner-up honors, and then followed up five months later with a seventh-place finish at the U.S. Open at Torrey. Plus 1,400. I'm on Xander.
1: Mate, I love it because that just sends me straight into where I have him. And I have his as a top five market. So right. I think you're 100% spot on. I think that plus 350 in the top five is actually, you know, decent and that you can see around the joint. You're 100% right. He was shocking at the joint the first few times he was there, despite having grown up around the place. Once he sort of got his head around how to approach the week um, with family and friends and whatnot, that's when he turned it around. And he has all that settled now. He's ready to rumble there. He will win it at some point. It's just a matter of when. So why not this week? Like you said, talks of, you know, dipping the toe in the water. Like you said earlier, I've gone top five for Xander because look, when he's got a chip on his shoulder, there's not many better. So I've said it a few times. He's probably my favorite player on tour. That's not Australian. So that's saying something.
0: His strokes game, ball striking increased basically oh. every round at Kapaloo in his first start of the year. So I like that as well. All right. Fourth hole. This is a two for right here. I'm going Keegan Bradley top 20 at plus 275, has a couple of really good finishes, at Torrey Pines, hits it long, hits it straight, that works really well around this golf course, but Benny, whenever I talk Keegan Bradley, whenever I like him, I've got to sprinkle just a little bit outright as well, because there is that win equity there, we've seen him win a major, we've seen him win a WGC, we've seen him win a FedEx Cup playoff event, when Keegan Bradley is in the mix, Keegan Bradley shows that he can win against even elite fields. So I'll just sprinkle a little bit on outright for Keegan at 80 to one as well. Fifth hole.
1: Yeah. I love that, mate. Good one. Cause he did lead after the first round a few years ago, if I remember rightly. And one of the things about Keegan was he was like using a game improvement driver at Tory <laughs> and almost won with it one year. I mean, he just doesn't care. He'll use whatever works for him. So good one there, mate. Okay. Same. I'll, Me I'll too. move on. I'll good. move on. Um, I'm going to go with something. I was talking to my mate Dubs Anderson, another Aussie who's into the sports betting market or whatever. He reckons that we shouldn't sleep on Yarko Neiman. So you can get him in a top South African market. He's been off the tour for a few months, hasn't played in a while. He's also good value for top tens, if you want to look at that. But top South American, I think I saw 250, even 350 in this field. Look, he's 14th. I think Strokes gained off the tee. We need long bombers at Tory Pines. He's had a few good rounds there before. And I know this doesn't really mean anything to many people, but it's his 100th tour start this week. And he's aware of it. And he's looking to sort of have a bit of a celebration. So
0: here we go, Neiman. It's a big number. And a lot of people have pointed that out. He hasn't played yet in 2022. At the end of last year, he wasn't playing great. And he hasn't played great at Torrey Pines in the past. That's three strikes. I don't know if I can keep swinging uh, on Joaquin Neiman with three strikes on him, but I do like the number. And a lot of people have gotten on that. So. I don't mind it. Sixth hole, another top 20 here, guy who played really well last week. And if you look at his results over the last couple of years, Lonto Griffin tends to put together these good results in like these little mini clusters. Not like he goes on a Tiger Woods kind of run for a few months at a time, but two, three starts in a row. And then he kind of slides back down a little bit and then he works his way up a few months later and has two or three good results in a row again. Coming off a third place last week, he was seventh at this event last year. Really liking the way Lonto Griffin is not only hitting the ball, but he rolled it really nicely at Palm Springs this past weekend as well, plus
1: 275 for a top 20. I love it, mate. I'm going to move on now to my top 40 pick. Now, I was just hanging out with this guy today at Riviera, so that might give you a clue, but Californian Max Homer. I think that Max is really in a great space right now. He feels super comfortable with where his game's at. He loves Tory. He loves anything in California. He's trending towards getting back to the Genesis at Riviera, where he will no doubt contend again. He called that his major winning at Riviera. Look, I think you get great value around home. It's still a plus 110 for a top 40. Uh, you know, that, to me, screams as something to get on.
0: You know, it's funny. In golf circles, we look at a number like that, plus 110, and we got – I don't know. You know, it's there's not much value there. It's not a great number. I'd bet plus 110 on the money line of an NFL game all day. So why not take a shorter number that you think is going to cash in top 40 for Max Homa is certainly a nice play there. Okay, Athol, I'm going to go with my favorite top 10 play, not just this week, but in a lot of weeks these days. Until he proves me wrong, I am sticking with Sam Burns for top 10 places. Six times in his last 10 starts. Burns finished in the top 10 last year at this event. He trailed by two going into the final round, wound up shooting 75 on the final day, finished in 18th place. But I think there was some learning curve there. He's a much more experienced, more mature, better player now than he was a year ago. Sam Burns, top 10. All right, final haul of the front nine. Benny, what you got?
1: You put me straight into another one that I can jump off what you've said. Sam Burns for me was one of the options I put down for first round leader. I think Hmm. that Burns is definitely the type of guy that can contend. you're right, he was trending. I mean, he obviously played reasonably well at Tory. He should have won the Genesis a few weeks later last year as well. And then he turned into the player that we've seen by starting to win from that point on. So look, I think he's the type that could get out amongst it. Now, of course, I must give the caveat, depending on what book or wherever you're looking, we have North and South course over the first two days. If you get separation from North and South, then you can just go for Burns wherever he is. If you don't, then you need to pick a a North course player. So if he's playing on the South in the first round, stay off him others to look at in that market. For me, I think take a look at uh, Palmer. You could probably get some odds there and look, you'd probably be a tight market, but Hideki off his win at Sony solid pick there as well.
0: I was just going to throw that name out there. He's played six times in this current season. So far he's, he's broken 70 all six times and a couple of 64, 65s in there on Thursdays as well. All right, let's pull the cart over to the clubhouse grab a dog and a couple of beverages at the turn. And as Benny and I rest up for the back nine, we are now joined by the host of the Better Golf Podcast, Nick Brettwish and Spencer Aguiar. These guys are golf betting experts and specialists in the finishing position markets, here to provide their favorite top five, top 10, and top 40 plays for the Farmers Insurance Open.
2: Thank you, Jason and Ben. We are very excited to be back with the Action Network to cover the Farmers Insurance Open in the top placement markets. I will start us off in the top 40 market with Cam Davis at plus 165. A great course fit here. A guy that has finished top 40 and his last two times out at this event. Long hitter, really good putter, and an elite long iron player. Something that I value a lot this week. And then I'll move it down to Mito Pereira, plus 120 in the top 40 market. My model had him price at minus 130 so someone my model likes a great deal he's an absolute stud that came onto the scene hard in 2021 five top 40 finishes in the last six events granted those were weaker fields but i am excited to see his fate this weekend an elite long iron player with a solid putter then I'm going to move it down to the top 10 market. Scotty Scheffler, plus 225 on DraftKings. He does have bad course history here, but my model loves him as a buy low upside course fit this week. I think Scotty gets it right. Came on hot at the end of last weekend. And then Mark Leishman, plus 250 on DraftKings. He's just an absolute star here. Was the 2020 winner. I'm just going to go back that he's a safe play to finish top 10. And Spencer, I'm excited to hear your uh, your card this week because I know we both love the same guy to finish top 40.
3: Yeah, it's just two plays for me at this moment inside of the top 40 market. It's trending towards being a light card. But the first one that I'm going to mention is the one that Nick is speaking of here, which is Charlie Hoffman plus 150 on DraftKings. Uh, There's a really good Golf Digest piece written about Hoffman just over 10 years ago, where he talks about growing up in the San Diego area and playing Torrey Pines as a kid. One of the notes that took me by surprise was how he mentioned the North course being the superior of the two. Because of the difficulty Reese Jones put into the South, that's always adds a little bit of a concern when a golfer mentions a course in a negative light, but we have started to get some rhythm from him over this last handful of years at that property, posting two top 10s and three top 43s over his past eight appearances. One of the missed cuts came on the heels of Jones redesigning the venue a second time in 2019. So there may have been a psychological block during that start, but he bounced back in 2020 with his ninth place showing, alleviating any concerns from my end. In theory, Torrey Pines is a layout that accentuates his ball striking and weighted long iron proximity, and we get that in my recalculated model where he ranks inside the top 20 in each of those stats. And then last but not least for me is a plus 165 ticket on Wyndham Clark to get himself into the top 40. Based off of what kind of book you have and if ties pay in full on any of those choices, I do believe you can stretch this a little further and take a shot on Clark to exceed the top 40 market. But there is a potential opening for the American that my model noticed when I was running some of the data. If we remove his past six starts on tour, Clark had only gained once in 15 tournaments with his irons, posting a measly half-stroke gain to the field at the Valspar in May. Uh, This is something we know about the 28-year-old when it comes to his game. It isn't a surprise that his proximity numbers rank near the bottom of the field, but there has been a change as of late after Clark has managed to gain shots to the field with his irons in four of his last six. Highlighted by a 13th place finish at last week's American Express, a tournament he earned 1.9 strokes to the field with his approach game. Clark has two top 40s in his three tries at Torrey Pines. And this is with him averaging negative three shots with those irons and those finishes. Uh, He is one of only two players in this field that ranks inside the top 10 when it comes to driving distance and pole putting. The other would be Bryson DeChambeau.
2: There we go. The top 40 market of Cam Davis, Mito Pereira, Charlie Hoffman, and Wyndham Clark, and then sprinkling a little on the top 10 market of Scotty Scheffler and Mark Leishman. Good luck to everybody this weekend at the Farmers Insurance, and we will kick it back to you, Jason.
0: All right, we're back. Let's go play the back nine. I've got the honors off the 10th tee, and I'm going with a top 40 play. You had one already, Benny, in Max Homa. Mine is Sep Straka, who is plus 275 for a top 40. He's already had finishes of 13th and 32nd in two of his three career starts at Torrey Pine, so has shown some form here. Big hitter. I also like him in the DFS markets as well. On DraftKings 6,300 this week, if you're trying to spend up for a John Rom, for a Justin Thomas, you need to find a lower price guy. And Straka is really one of the only very low price guys that I like this week. So uh, I'm going Straka
1: top 40. Yeah, good play, mate. Good play. All right, let's get a little funky. All right, I'm oh, going to yes. go with something. You know, we're on the back nine, I'm behind. I've decided I've got to come up with something. <laughs> I'm going to have a look at this market that says that there will be, not only will there be a playoff, but there will be a three or four man playoff. Ooh. So if you pick three men, I know it's, you can get sort of 11 to one. If you pick four or more, you can get 40 to one. And I say it because look, there's been six playoffs there in the last sort of 20 years or so. And in the last few we've had in those playoffs, three players, three players, three players, four players, four players, when it gets tight, there's a lot of guys in the playoffs. So I just, you know, I saw that little trend and I need to make a big play, have a little nibble at something at odds and have a bit of fun. I think that's what, something to, to have a look at. Now, Jason Day was the winner of two of those <laughs> and then it'd have been more recent against three and four guys. Yeah, who knows? And in fact, there's a pattern that there was sort of playoff, not, not, playoff, not, not, playoff. So we're due for another playoff. I
0: tell you what, speaking on behalf of all golf fans on the East Coast of the United States, Saturday, primetime golf. Give me nine guys standing on that 18th (laughs) tee once again going out there for a big playoff. It'll look like the Olympics last year going for the bronze medal. Yeah, I'm all in. All right, 12th hole. Dylan Fratelli is another guy who I think can do a little something this week. He has some course history at Torrey Pines. I'm not going too deep, but low South African this week on DraftKings. All he's got to do is beat Christian Bisweidenhut and Davy VanderWalt. He's plus 240 to beat the two of them. I get it. Bez has been playing really well lately. Fratelli hasn't been playing great, but I think that's a pretty good number in just a little three ball there for Fratelli.
1: All right, let's go top 10 then. And again, this time I've actually gone for a little bit of value. 11 to one I saw. Cam Davis, another young Aussie. Big hitting Aussie though. He can handle the South. He's got birdies in him when he needs to, and he can handle when it gets tough as well. I do think he's a sneaky chance, a definite sleeper this week. Whether you think 10, top 20, whatever it is, definitely have a look at his numbers because, as I said, he bombs it out there. He puts it out in the middle of the fairway almost always. He strikes the ball brilliantly. And while he doesn't always putt brilliantly, this is one of those weeks you don't necessarily have to when it gets bumpy on those greens and things get a little bit out of hand. He just has to be half decent on the greens to really put himself, you know, amongst those front runners. So Cam Davis, for me, another one who keeps talking to me about how people are forgetting about him as a possible president's cup pick, et cetera, et cetera. He's got something to prove as well.
0: Hey, listen up people. The Aussie whisperer has <laughs> spoken. I'm telling you when Benny starts talking to Australians, listen up because he usually nails those plays. All right. 14th hole. Back to DraftKings, which has a bunch of group bets right now, as they do on most weeks. And I see some value in Will Zalatoris, who was hitting the ball not just well, as he always does, but hitting the ball really far last week. I think he ranked second in the field at the Amex in driving distance. I'm taking him in a group of five over Patrick Reed, the defending champion who alarmingly is not hitting the ball nearly as far as he was a few years ago. He's lost distance each of the last four seasons. Brooks Kepka, never know what you're going to get with Brooks Kepka. I get it. Some like him to win this thing this week. Some like him to miss the cut. I'm sort of neutral on Kepka this week. Jordan Spieth, which scares me a little bit to fade Jordan on, on this bet. Same with Justin Rose, but I'm going with Will Zalatoris over the Four of them at plus two seventy-five on DraftKings. And I'm hoping that Zalatoris doesn't look as bulky with the putter as he did at times with shorties in Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. Because he, I'm telling you what, the guy can ball strike the heck out of it. He does not look great with a putter in his hand. So if he can figure out the putting, he's going to be the world-class player we think he's going to be. I
1: well, mean, you're hundred percent right. If he figures that out, he'll be a top 10 staple, you know, like every yeah. week. So I don't mind that. That's it. You've got to get past Jordan, probably is the one guy that they people have to think about there. But I'm gonna give you a long shot. And normally yeah. I try to go in the hundred to one or more, but I just see this player at 80 to 1 as just I can't ignore it, can't ignore the advice for people out there. Half decent week last week, Francesco Molinari. Mm. Okay, look, I know he's not the bomber that other guys are, but he's starting to round back into some of the form. For those who don't know, too, he lives up in LA. He's a member at Riviera. He does like the area. He's been spending some time getting some reps in at Torrey, etc. He's starting to find his centre again. His family is now settled. He had a whole bunch of trouble moving from San Francisco to here, from Italy to everywhere. They've got it all sorted out now. He's starting to trend in the right direction. Do I think this is definitely going to be his week? Maybe not. But when I see plus 8,000 or 80 to 1 on a guy that has won a major and for that 18 months when he did... Five and 0 in the Ryder Cup was literally the best ball striker on the planet by a long way. I think it's something you shouldn't ignore.
0: I don't disagree with you. I think 7,700-plus 7, yards is a long golf course. That's a lot of track for Francesco to cover, but I, I do like Very him. True. I, I think that's a good play there. 16th hole. All right, I'm going to my favorite top five. Top five, Tony. He's done it two of the last five years here at Torrey, and he's never <laughs> in that time finished worse than 13th place. Look, the guy loves this place. He is comfortable. He is confident on this golf course. It's five to one for a top five. I don't mind sprinkling a little outright, but look, if you've bet on Tony as much outright over the years as I have, you're a little skittish to continue doing it, and I understand <laughs> why. So uh, top five is a nice prop on Tony this week. I was hoping for a bigger number, plus 500. That's okay. All right, your last yeah. hole.
1: Yeah, my last one. So i got to go for my outright, right? Now, look, just like you, I, uh, Ram is the man here. Look, he's the guy, but it's just... It's four rounds. You never know if he's going to be quite on his game to start. It's hard to start with that number that you're going to get. And to me, it's more of a play with Ram after we've seen the first two rounds and see where he's at. And if he's a few back or whatever and you can get some value, then jump on and ride him home, right? Great point. So without that, I'm going to surprise everyone again. My man, who I've already tried to pick twice this year in three starts, (laughs) Mark Leishman at Torrey. Is super value in certain places now. Look, if you get the, the 25s I've seen and 22s, that's that's okay, but I've seen 40s and 45s as well. And if you find that, it to me that's a lock. We talk about links and locks like that is as good as you get for Mark Leishman. He loves the place, he's told me years ago. I still remember it. We were sitting in Florida actually, it was at a players' championship where he'd struggled and he wasn't playing well. And he said, oh, I can't win here at Sawgrass. And this was well ago. But he said, but where I can win, and I will win, is Bay Hill and Torrey. Mm-hmm. And he hadn't won it either yet. And he's since gone and done it. And he just, in his head, it's, it plays like an Australian course. There's the Kikuya grass. The gum trees are all around. It's you know Devlin's billabong. That's named after an Aussie. That's the pond on 18. It just is a great feel for him. He's in a good headspace. He's pretty annoyed that he didn't cash in in Hawaii. Watch Leish go.
0: I do like that a lot. It's hard not to like that. Some of the best betting advice I've ever gotten was from Brendan Steele, a friend of mine who plays on the PGA Tour, obviously doesn't bet on golf. But when I was talking to him, he said, look, if I was going to bet on golf, I would essentially just continue betting the guys that I like. That's what I started thinking about, Benny, when you mentioned Leisha and said, oh, well, I've had him twice already this year. Look, if you like a guy, I think as bettors, we tend to say, oh, that guy burned me. So I'm off of him. Matthew Wolf is a great example for me personally. He was my favorite outright play. Last week at the Amex, he was DFL after the first <laughs> round. You know what? I still like Matthew Wolf. I still think he's a really good player. I still think he's going to have a really good year. And I kind of have to get my mind around, hey, just because he burned us once doesn't mean he's going to burn us every time. All right. 18th yeah. hole. I've already given you my favorite outright, but I'm going to give you one with a big number next to its name. A player at 200 to 1 who's won, I believe, 44 times in his career. I mean, that sounds like there's some win <laughs> equity there. Phil Mickelson in his hometown event at Torrey Pines. He's done it before. Look, Benny, do I like this bet? No. <laughs> do I want to make this bet? No. Do I think there's some potential value in this bet? Probably not. But you know what? When Phil won the PGA last year, when he was 300-1, yeah. to one, he came up to me five minutes later and he said, I hope you had some action on me this week, and you know I couldn't break it to him at the time. But I said, yeah, of course, Phil, of course I did it. Like, <laughs> you had any action? On you. you were three hundred to one. No one thought you were going to win this thing. He played terribly last week. He's two hundred yeah. to one.
1: I didn't think he was going to win it with two holes to go. The PGA, like, so I don't know how he would have thought we were going to do it. But good on him for doing it. I mean, it was one of the great, great moments from last year. Look, we will say this: he'll have the crowd. He'll always have the crowd there at Tory. And even when Tiger's there, they split that crowd, and sometimes Bill gets more of it. So he'll definitely have the ability to sort of roll with the people. And, uh, yeah, there's been dumber things happen. You know that.
0: You never quite know what Lefty's motivation is on any given week. And if he decides he wants to go out there, and treat this like it's a major and treat this like, hey, maybe it's my last hurrah at Torrey Pines. You never know. Like you said, stranger things have happened. Thanks to everybody out there for listening to this edition of the Links and Locks podcast. Remember, you can find us everywhere you find your favorite podcast. Download, subscribe, rate us. For Ben Everill, I'm Jason Sobel. Thanks for listening. Good luck with your bets at this week's Farmers Insurance Open. Here's open, you guys hit the green.